0: People of Earth, we have come to upgrade your cosmic consciousness. DNA activation ready in three, two, one. Hi, welcome to Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership. I'm Lou Quinto. And I'm Craig Anderson. In today's episode, we're going to take and we've been in this COVID work from remote location situation now for almost four or five months. And initially, Craig, as you and I both know, okay, well, this will be a passing fad and it'll be a couple, two months or so. And here we are four or five months into it. And I, what we want to talk about today is how to be more proactive when working remotely. So Craig, this will give us the opportunity to really look at, like in any business, taking a process that we've been doing and asking ourselves, how can we make it more efficient and how can we be more effective? Those are two mm-hmm. great questions that anybody can ask. So I don't know, Craig, what you've done and it will, hopefully we'll find out what you've done to make yourself more proactive. Why
1: are you smiling? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, because I have lots of good tips, but I know I'm laughing in my head because I remember our conversation to say, hey, with all this COVID and everybody working from home, we should do like one video on remote work. I think we've done maybe eight at this point. And it continues to be our most popular stuff.
0: I have to say we did a remote working video in January before any of this really (laughs) came to fruition. So we sir, are trendsetters. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Maybe we have some responsibility for this too. I don't know. No, I'm not, I, I take no responsibility. It is what it is. Okay. So anyway, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to cover three specific areas on how to be more proactive when working remotely. The first one is looking at our workplace and making sure that our workspace is effective to help us with what we need to do. The second thing that we're going to look at is we're gonna talk about how we can ensure our productivity to make sure that whatever we're doing in a remote situation, we are constantly being productive. And then the last one that we're going to do is we're going to go back to our list of things to do, is every day identify those key tasks that need to be done that day and focusing just on those tasks. So, Craig, why don't you start with the workplace? Because I know
1: that you told me you're sitting working from a broken desk right now. (laughs) To be fair, I moved in the middle of the pandemic, which was maybe not my greatest idea, but downsized thinking, oh, this will be great. I work from home. Everybody else goes to their office. And suddenly we had my son doing his internship and my girlfriend's here. It was just a lot of people. But the move itself, you know, setting up the office initially It was a mess, and it was really hard to focus when everything wasn't put away and in order. But but, in all
0: fairness, you tend to be a little OCD. Some people thrive in messes.
1: Yeah, we'll have that (laughs) debate like the gut debate. No one thrives in a mess. They're just deluding themselves. I believe, though, a big piece of what's going on is people thought, you know, I'll set up this temporary thing. This is only temporary, right? When we even started talking about this in March, oh, yeah, for the next couple months. And here we are probably, there's a whole lot of people who still haven't gone back to the office. So that temporary setup.
0: And some offices are saying, or some businesses are saying, that January 1st is going to be the earliest that they're consider opening up the
1: offices. So we've still got another five months. So it may be time to move beyond your kitchen table. Is my point is yeah. people just kind of set up and a, well, this is only going to be temporary. I'm going to set up here. And now this is a long-term situation for a whole lot of folks, at least from the office perspective. And you even have some of our big tech firms saying, don't ever come back. Right. Uh, so it's really probably time to say, all right, I've got to create a dedicated workspace to the extent you have the opportunity to do it in your home yeah, and start setting those things up because temporary is just not temporary right now.
0: Right. Yeah, no, no, you, you, need the, you need the supplies, you need the filing system. I mean, e- even after as many years as I've been doing this, uh, you know, I'm always looking for new ways to improve my filing systems, where recently, and it's funny because I, I read a time management book that, that the copyright was 1974, and one of the things they said was to have folders that are for each month, and then have folders for each day of the week and then you just constantly are moving things through and I thought Wow, what a great idea! So I just started that, and actually, it's improved some of my efficiencies. Where if someone says, "Hey, let let's do let's talk about this on Thursday," and it's Monday, I just move that stuff to the Thursday file, and on Thursday morning, I open it up, and boom, there that stuff is. Instead of going through you know, where did I put that information and everything. So I, yeah, I, I think there are always ways that we can improve our efficiencies, and and just like you said, Greg, that we're we're all in this for the long haul there are very few of us that are going back to work and i think people need to look at this as not a temporary situation anymore and they need to take their workplaces and they need to make them more permanent so the kitchen table hey folks people need to eat off the kitchen table so take all the files and instead of moving them every now and the, you know moving them every day when it comes to dinner time off to the side and then putting them back on find a dedicated place even if it's in a corner of a a living room or in your bedroom where it's your place. And every time you go back to that place, it's the same way that you left it. And no one's moved anything in order to have a bowl of cereal or eat dinner or lunch or something like that. So, which leads us into the next area, Craig, and that is increasing or ensuring our productivity. Now, obviously, as a remote worker, we, we want to constantly be productive because, as we all know, there have been, you know, the there's been that myth out there that well, if people are working from home, are they really working? Because I can't watch them. And one way to prove that is to be productive. So, Craig, you've been doing a lot of uh, coaching with your with your executive clientele. What are you? What do you tell them in order to maintain their productivity? in a situation where they're not in the workplace and so it's easy to get distracted, uh, it's easy to focus on a whole bunch of different things and nibble around the edges, so to speak, as opposed to really attacking
1: things and being productive. Sure, it's, it's interesting you say that. I th- I believe we talk so much about the distractions in the at-home work environment. The reality is you have just as many, if not more, in the office. There's always, you know, I always think of that guy in office space kind of coming around the corner looking for the (laughs) TPS reports. There's always those distractions. There's always somebody who comes in and interrupts your train of thought. We were even in the office, I remember in our space, we'd have people put signs up, you know, working on a project or put headphones on to stop people from interacting. So you started to build those tips and tricks there. It's the same thing I think you have to do when you're working from home. Things like the Pomodoro method, right, is, you know, which is the old tomato timer and setting in, working in 25 minute sprints and staying 100% focused on this task for 25 minutes, taking a break, setting it again for 25 minutes. When you get three or four of those under your belt, Take an extended break, maybe take a longer walk. Start building those things out and start getting things together so you stay focused. There's always distractions, whether you're at home or at work. Don't get over clever by, you know, there's this whole, well, I need to show that I'm productive. And then you start just jamming out emails. I'll never forget the guy who loved to send emails out at midnight. I'm like, come on, man. Nobody's (laughs) impressed. Mostly we're just irritated. So don't go overboard. Be productive by getting things done. You and I have talked here about, the way to show value and the way to, you know, we should be measuring people on what they achieve, not how long it took them to achieve it. And the same thing applies here, don't you think?
0: Yeah, well, absolutely. And and, in the area when it comes to being productive is, look, you, you know, creating a list of things to do, what was the old, you create an A, B, C list and you know your top priorities were your A's and then B's and then C's and everyone worked on the C's first because they were easy and they would give you a lot of check marks that you would have on your list of things to do. So at the end of the day, you were like, ooh, look at all the check marks. But if you looked at them, they were all C tasks. And in order to really maintain productivity, I always tell people, if you like ABC, use ABC or use high impact, moderate impact, and low impact and focus on those things that are high impact and really spend your time working on those because at the end of the day, those high impact items are the ones that are going to get you closer to completing whatever task that you're trying to get done. But if you're working on your low impact or your C items, you're not going to be productive at all and you're going to get frustrated. And then as you and I both know, Craig, because we, we all fall into that trap, uh, both of us fall into that trap occasionally, is that is we do a lot of C stuff. And then we're staying up late at night to try to get the important stuff done for the next day and move forward. So, uh, yes, being productive, focus on those heavy tasks.
1: Well, that's a good tee-up to the next area about getting your key tasks done every day. So let me ask you this. When you're actually looking at the the list of things in front of you and you're ranking A, B, and C, how do you stop yourself from diluting yourself into thinking, oh, that C task is really an A task? How do you really (laughs) keep yourself honest? Well, well, there is something
0: called integrity. Oh, (laughs) but at the same time, I'm only cheating myself. So Mm. if I'm taking some C stuff and putting them, marking them as high impact items, then I'm just, I'm just cheating myself. So you know, you can play, you can play a game all by yourself, solitaire. And if you instead of putting down three cards put down two cards. What are you, you're beating the cards? (laughs) Yeah, You're you're just beating yourself. And so with with any of that, with your daily tasks, you have to ask yourself, and I'm not going to say that for every day you should have a separate mission or vision and created, but you know what needs to be done. And you need to sit down as, 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 easy as it sounds. You know how many people don't do list of things to do, Craig. I mean, I'm dealing with people that are high up in organizations and they still don't do a list of things to do. I truly believe that list of things to do, we've been taught it in time management, needs to be done. And again, going back to the rules, at the same time, Every day. So if it's at the end of your day, when you're recapping what you did that day and what needs to be continued on, or if it's first thing in the morning while you're having your cup of coffee and you're just going ahead and sorting through everything that you need to do, you need to do it at the same time in a quiet time during the day. And before you even start, you need to go through that list and segment it high-impact A's, moderate B's, low-impact C's, and focus on the A's. In fact, I always tell people, take those A's, write them on a separate piece of paper, and throw the rest of the list of things to do, and your list of things to do that day are just the A's, so that you don't even have those B's and C's in front of you, that you can get distracted by them.
1: Yeah, I, I've really been working with some of my clients on this methodology by Michael Hyatt of kind of looking at you know your year goals And then start scaling those back into quarters. You know, what what quarters are you going to try and do those things in? And then you can really roll it back to months. And it rolls back eventually to, you know, every week I'm sitting here saying, all right, what are the top three things I've got to get done this week that are going to move my projects forward? And then every day, what are the top three things I have to do that are going to move some of those projects forward, along with all the other stuff that just shows up? There's yeah. certain things that, you know, I'd love to just toss out my C-list, but some of the C-list stuff is like approved payroll so it's, you know, or approved expense reports or something, right? So you can't just toss them all out. Well, well no, because C's eventually become
0: A's if you yeah. let them hang long enough. I mean, they they can become A's. So just like the examples that you gave. But if you want to focus on and be productive on your daily tasks focus on the A's. Take the yeah. B's and C's and put them in a drawer for the time being. And when you get done with the A's, B's eventually become A's, C's become B's, B's become A's. So, I mean, they will show up on the list, but if you're focusing on the the, the, the low impact items, you're not going to get anywhere fast. You're going to n- nibble around the edges and sure. you're never going to attack the whole thing.
1: Uh, yeah, I I really like to work towards what are the things that are going to move my business forward or move my projects forward in a meaningful way. And also, it's I think it's good to look at energy level. Things right. like approving expense reports, some you know that doesn't a really a high energy task unless you're really you know getting that pencil really sharpened. So do that when you're kind of at a low energy point. But at a high energy point, when you're going to make a lot of progress on the big projects where you've got a lot of thinking work to do. Yeah. So part of that is looking at yourself and understanding where am I at right now and the things I got to get done and where's my energy level to get those things done. And you can kind of parse things out that way.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I mean, that leads us right into our key takeaways. And I'm going to say my biggest key takeaway is we're in a situation right now that we thought was temporary that's going to be much more permanent than it is temporary. Because even those individuals who, when their companies say, okay, it is time to come back, I truly believe that there are a lot of companies that are looking at expanding their remote workforce. So what you think may be you know, temporary permanent, may be permanent permanent, you know, mm-hmm. in a, in a couple months. So take the steps now to really do that. And my key takeaway is go back and read a time time management book because I, and I'm sure any good person has a time management book that they bought at one time in the self-help section. And like with most self-help, we just skim through the pages and find something we like and then keep skimming through. Read it from, read it from beginning to end and truly hone up on your time management skills because you're working from home. No one's standing over you, but you need to keep moving forward. And when you're by yourself, sometimes it's so easy to lose that focus of what the ultimate goal or the objective is.
1: I, I agree with that. I'm not sure we want to go back to one from 1974, but maybe that works. <laughs> uh, it it's actually it's an interesting still good. <laughs> it's still good and actually that's if you're familiar with the getting things done methodology for getting work right. done that's actually one of the key pieces of the getting things done framework is is that daily task piece the right. other piece i think is important around all these things about creating the workspace and making the list of things to do the danger of all of us working from home so much is your day never ends right You can be in here sitting in your office till 9, 10 o'clock at night because you're just rolling through things. You're working on Saturday, you're working on Sunday. So there's also, I think, the danger in this to say, all right, when do I stop working? I love the idea of the guy who gets up, goes for a walk around his neighborhood, comes back to his desk, and that's the start of his day. At the end... He gets up, does a walk around the block. So he, he gets that mental does he go, does he
0: go the other way? Maybe he does. Yeah. Back
1: home. <laughs> it's that mental idea of, all right, I had my, you know, my my drive to work. And right. to make those breaks, yeah. no one's gonna tell you in your office, hey, why don't you be, you know, why don't you work less? So <laughs> there's also within these discipline things we talk about, my takeaway is have the discipline to say, all right, I'm done working too. Right. All those pieces matter. So yeah,
0: yeah. and excellent. it goes back to previous video that we did on remote working you got to set your parameters right i'm going to work from 8 to 5 i'm going to work from 9 to 6 whatever it is and at 9 you start 6 you end close the computer and now get into your family life or netflix whatever
1: you want to do so excellent. anyway take us home craig all right well if you know somebody in your life who's still working at your kitchen table and you can't eat your cereal every day share this video with them like it so more people can find out about it and subscribe so you always know when we launch every Thursday we put a new episode up but it's always great for you to get the reminder also if you actually happen to be driving somewhere because you have somewhere to go aside from your home office you can find us on all your favorite podcasting platforms to search for Q&A and Breakthrough Leadership and you get all the value without the the pain of watching us go back and forth on video so it's a great opportunity for you to catch all of our episodes we got a lot of content out there and always you can find all of our videos on QAleadership.com so until next time I'm I'm Craig Anderson. And keep your hands washed. Keep your distance. I'm Luke Quinto.